Today's episode is a great example where Joyce comes in with a very clear sense of what she wants to talk about. And today she wants to talk about how to leverage and manage the relationship with external consultants. And you know, what started, and you'll get this, uh, as the pitfalls and downside to hiring uh, consultants externally really turn into an homage to the great work that they've done for each of us and the benefit they've added not only to ourselves, but to our organizations. So let's just bin, come on in, grab a snack, welcome. Hello. Hello, hello. Hey everybody, come on in, grab a snack. My snack of choice lately has been always popcorn. But I am putting the weirdest stuff in it, za'atar, um, sumac, you know, all kinds of Eastern spices. I put it on. I love how it looks. I always add black pepper, and I sit down to eat it, and I go, I want butter and salt. Salt. <laughs> <laughs> so then I go microwave a bag of popcorn and put butter on it. I always pop corn. I pop my popcorn. Yeah, is whirly bird or whatever whirl, twirly whirly. Yeah, yeah you have to you stir yeah. it with the yeah. handle up top. So, yeah. it, I think that is such a great metaphor for I, what often happens in life when you that that more actually becomes less. Like so, you you just you're making a sandwich. You're like, oh, I'm going to put bacon in it, and then I'm going to put lettuce, and oh, why don't I put a little bit of pastrami? And then you eat it. And it's like, ugh. Just to I, thought you, jelly. I thought you said war becomes less. And I was going to say, boy, if that's the case, I'll eat popcorn 24 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> Let me at it. Okay. Oh, Joyce. I so, know. So, yeah, I have a topic. Give it to me. Oh, gosh, I'm trying to. It is about, this is for internal OD people how to manage external support at the weather OD people, you know, uh, consultants, how to manage them. I've seen them take over a company. I've seen them, well, let's talk about the good and the bad and, and what to look for and how to manage. And when you've worked with one that's good, what was it like? And Yeah, so I, I'll start the the volley back and forth. So another tennis. Um, I, I think external consultants have worked best uh, in my uh, experience when they bring either skill or knowledge that either I don't have or the organization doesn't have. And it becomes a way for us to bring them in over a, a, fi a finite period of time with the goal of not being codependent or dependent on them, but to get what they offer and then get out. Uh, and, and mostly they don't want to get out. Uh, you know, you get, you get those checks coming in every month. Uh, having my own business, I, I, I understand that dynamic. Yeah, I do too. And um, the, one of the best consultants I ever worked with was from Boston. Yeah. And he was not needy. 
if anything, he was sort of doing us a favor because we, we might not have been big enough. And um, he is the one that helped set a template for visioning uh, yeah. at a very important meeting when we were transitioning from one CEO, CEO to another. He gave a lot, we paid a lot, and he didn't want to hang on. He had enough uh, business and enough cachet that it was, you can feel it. Yeah. And that was the best. Yeah. I also yeah. feel responsible for introducing some consultants to some organizations that did get hooked. And who knows? I wasn't in that company at the time. I did set them up with this consulting group. Um, they got embedded. Yep. And um, it was worrisome to people that didn't see the value of the content. Well, the so, it's hard to talk too much without sharing detail, and I don't want to do that. Well, I, you know, I, what you just said uh, really struck home for me because um, I come at this from the perspective of uh, the head of HR, the head of OD. And right. I just kind of gave you, and you just gave a great example where someone comes in surgically, you know, implants either a process into the organization, then goes. What what I have found um, is that many times uh, the person that comes in or the organization is brought in was selected by the CEO or by another functional leader. Yeah, that and that in many ways, in my opinion, kind of undermines either the organizational learning uh, because it creates like a dependency on that, uh, that particular uh, consultant. So I, I don't know where to go with that, only to say I, I've had examples where uh, people were bringing in consultants like uh, without consulting with me yeah. um, and out you know, checking what we might be able to do. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, boy, that, that was a tough one for me to swallow. Did you, I can remember that happening and I kind of asserted myself into the mix simply by saying to the CEO, I've got to make sure that this person is in touch with what we're doing culturally in our organization. And if, if it got to be kind of a pompous situation, <laughs> I don't know how to, those of you who are listening, I'm sure you know what I mean. Um, I would tag along uninvited and say, I'm learning so much from you. Yeah. And I was, and I was, so I, I asserted now, probably not when I was at a, director. I think I did anyway. Um, boy, it's awkward. And you can feel, oh, how about this? I'm going to give a pet peeve. Give it to me. I had a consultant that charged for every pencil and paid, was paid to talk to my team, which was darn good. And then he actually would do what they co-designed and then he'd get paid. You know, my, my error is to be too inclusive and too generous. But when he started 
he offloaded all of his expenses, everything from copy paper. You know, if he had a pamphlet, he would make sure he did it in the office and didn't. It was just grubby. Well, there's two things that, that get teased out for me in what you just described. The first is sometimes in those kind of relationships, the organization may get some value, but oftentimes that consultant, either through the work or what they yes. learn, they, yes. they, leave, they leave with some huge learning and, and some mm -hmm. huge um, either processes to go forward. The second, and you know, this is a little bit of um, a paradox, and that is, I find that what you ultimately pay for a consultant, so you have two consultants, they do relatively the same work. Don't be swayed by either someone being too high or being too low. And so the example that you just gave, here's, here's a vendor that for whatever reason, they decided to charge you for every pencil or piece of paper yeah. or copy. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, chances are, if they were great, that wouldn't have been a big issue with you. <laughs> right. Um, right. But I, I, I find that oftentimes we as HROD people, we get enamored either with the professionalism of the organization or their slick brochure or their really uh, excellent presentation in, in the decision making. Um, Everybody, I, all women wearing the same little suit. <laughs> Absolutely. And, 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 it, and felt like they, it felt like they were playing dress up. This is when the younger members of the yeah, team yeah. were brought yeah. in. I thought, oh my God, go home and not go home, go to your office and grow up. They were, they had to be trained, but they were left on their own too much. And yeah. you could tell they were faking it. You know, so one thing to look for is too junior a member. Yeah, suddenly caring a lot because the consulting company has gone on to something bigger and brighter. Yeah. And so then, yes, and so then you end up training their junior consultants. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so where to go with this? There's, I think, there's a lot of things to consider. Uh, when well, you should, you should feel a boost that doesn't have a knife in it. You should yeah. feel just boost you shouldn't um you should feel glad to see the consultant walking in the door yeah can i build on that yeah go baby <laughs> so with with a lot of outsourcing that's going on now yeah uh another uh not only feeling boosted but make that decision under the context that they can do it better than anyone inside our organization, meaning when you think right. about the investment. So it's it's a relationship that is net additive as opposed to, um, you know, you give up something. You should never give up something when you outsource. Especially power. For sure. They, For sure. They're, there, they're there to serve. And it's, it's too bad because some of the, I'm thinking of, some executive coaches that were good, but their hunger for more just was in the air. Do you, does that make sense? Makes total sense. Yeah. I mean, to me, uh, and I understand. Course. That's one, one of the reasons I, I didn't go into my own consultancy. I wanted to stay clean and poor. 
Well, you know, that's, that's one reason uh, against what a lot of uh, OD or coaches do. I always uh, would negotiate with uh, either the head of HR, or the CEO, a retainer arrangement where I would, we kind of scope out my area in terms of what I yeah. was working on. And then we mutually would agree that we think this is going to take this much time. And, you know, so I'd like to get $2,000 a month. Uh, yeah. I'm making it up. And, and to me, that took some of the, um, it, a lot of the things you're talking about. It took some of that taint or yeah. that wanting more or trying to, uh, upsell uh, your services. It was kind of clean and people knew what they were going to be charged each month. Um, and, and to my detriment, sometimes I sucked it up either because of additional expense or time. But that, to yeah. me, that's part of building that trust and relationship. And I, w- I would say that from an external point of view, I would, I would love to have long-term clients that you get to know well and use your skill and um, so I understand that desire and yeah. I don't think you can take it out of the equation but um, as OD practitioners inside as leaders as we were you just gotta be truthful balance it look for it because it, it, you're really not, you're looking at, am I spending more than's need, needed for what I want to get done? Yes. And then sure. and the other thing is uh, CEOs, and I think they're beginning to do this, need more external support and in general. <laughs> and so, but bringing them in. And I want to say, hey, get external support and get it out of the office if possible or online yeah. or whatever. Um, I have seen CEOs adopt a mascot. And everybody in the organization knows it. And it, it's irritating, but it, it's needed. However, I, it's, it, when you are doing the work, of the people in the organization, that's not okay. You need to work with yeah. to, to transfer your knowledge um, and that work for instead of, so that I, I had one, I can think of several CEOs that basically had a person who did the firing. Yeah, an external. Yeah. Wow, wow. Well, you know, it's, I, I, I don't know. I, there's a, there's an upside and a downside to that too. Yeah. But when they're doing your job as opposed to supporting your job, it's um, what happened in the one organization is that people uh, lost respect for the decision making of the CEO. Mm-hmm. And every time they saw the external consultant come in, they <laughs> all went to say, Oh, who's it going to be? Who will yeah. it be today? You know, um, and and perhaps it's the the highest, in my opinion, the highest, uh, most valued use of a consultant, and that and that is when you're you're being thrust into a project or a change uh, that is uh, of significant uh, importance to the organization, and oh by the way, it's your first time playing in that sandbox. 
Mm-hmm. You always learn so much from that first experience that you know you go back and change things. So uh, there, there's two that come to mind. One that you and I were involved with when we did our first uh, downsizing. Uh, well, we mm-hmm. wanted to manage the process from within. It was kind of our first, uh, you know, toe in the water. So we brought in, you know, someone to to kind of be a, a, a co-consult. And I thought that was value added. Um, the other is when we were doing a big organization. I, I, I did too. And then we ended up, but we ended bringing them on the scene to do their work. In other words, we didn't make the downsizing feel secretive or shameful. Yes. It was practical. And um, so the, what they were going to offer outside, we said, come on in. We're going to create a... Uh, learning center for people to make good decisions. Uh, that was a very well-run downsizing. We should probably talk about it in depth sometime. Yeah, yeah. so that, that's a great example where they were able to do some things and then we'll have some conversations being outside the company in a very emotionally charged situation that many, a lot of people that were impacted didn't feel comfortable talking with you or me or another yeah. employee yeah. of the company. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I did one. It was very, it was expensive. Uh, and it's my Tower's parent example where we were going through a significant uh, organizational uh, restructure. Winners and losers, you know, all the things yeah, that go into that. Yeah. And it was the first time in my career that I was doing something this big. So I brought uh, Tower's parent sure. in as a thought partner. Yep. Uh, yep. And it, literally, they didn't come in the company and do the work for me. I just met with them every two weeks to, to you know, mm-hmm. have a conversation about where I was struggling, what I'm seeing, what they think. I don't know, that was very valuable. And it was, I was expensive. Say that, that sounds terrific. And what was your last word? Was it ver- And that was expensive or that was... Yeah, it, it kind of goes it back to like what It sounds like it's worth every penny. Absolutely. It's like what we were saying uh, previously. Don't be enamored by either someone being so high or discouraged or enamored with someone being low in their fee. You have to figure out what's the value equation. And uh, so, I mean, I think we're saying there's a place uh, for Absolutely. external consultants. And um, I think that my big takeaway from today's conversation is is the need for HR slash OD to manage the process. You know, they are, and the organization is the customer. Yeah, and I was gonna, I was gonna think of, I had another question, but it's gone. There it went. Um, <laughs> oh, I know too. I've had a couple of horrible, oh, I brought in speakers that I thought had been well vetted yeah. And oh boy. Ah, oh, and I can remember at one place once the guy was fifteen minutes into his. It was supposed to be the seminal introduction of good stuff to talk about for the rest of the two days. And I don't know. I had to own it. But I'm telling you that I was sitting back in the table with a tablecloth in my hands. You know the round tables. I, was, I, I thought never, it was over your head. No, I should have gone under the table. Yes. Oh. I was holding on so tight because I was trying to decide: shall I go up and say, you know, I think it'd be helpful if I asked you some pointed questions? Because you're frigging way off the topic. Oh, you know, it is such a painful experience, and oh. we've all been through it. So I think 
that you know so whether it's road testing so if you're having someone making a significant uh presentation to your company it's like going to see a band for your wedding you want to see them perform before you bring them in oh that's a key learning oh and we've yes, all we've all stubbed oh, our toes well i saw the video and i had read the book i don't know what got into him it was a hickey um but what i hate and uh if I think any OD internal extra tells the truth, there are moments when you freeze. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I froze. I froze. Oh, we'll save that for another time. Already I'm remembering other times. Ah! Ah! And, and in front of people. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just, just everything you're saying is, um, ugh, it's so painful. So I, I look back at my uh, experience in HROD and, and see a net, net real plus uh, from a learning standpoint, from an organizational standpoint, um, uh, from a personal development standpoint. Uh, boy, external consultants are absolutely critical to getting the work done within organizations. So I, I want that to be out there so we're not kind of diminishing the yeah. value. No, 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 no. What, and especially when there's expertise you really don't have. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yes. yes. But um, how about technical consultants? Oh. Did you interact much with technical consultants? Or obviously oh. the one that's coming in to do cost cutting, which, you know, you might as well position as the truth. <laughs> um, they're coming to talk to you just about your workload. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, that... Um, an external consultant. So I, I'll try to explain this. It's not going to come out right. Oftentimes can be the point of the spear. When you're looking mm -hmm. at infusing new behaviors, mm -hmm. new ways of seeing the business. Uh, and I'm thinking of uh, the management planning program we had at Hannaford. We hired an external consultant, kind of a kook, who came mm -hmm. in and radicalized how we scheduled uh, work to be done in the stores. I don't mm -hmm. think we could have done that internally. And this guy, uh, I mean, he had ice water going through his veins. He was the point of the spear and was unrelentless in, in really driving the kind of change that he wanted. Um, and I've had and other it, examples of that. And it was a good thing. Oh, yeah. Well, do you remember, yeah. Lou, remember I'll use, uh, he's passed away, but Lou Tice in the Pacific Institute? Yes. Yeah. Over a number of years, we paid that organization a fortune. We were probably their best client. Yeah. And, and Lou Tice, God love him. He was the point of the spear. He got our managers and department managers seeing the importance of who they were and what they do. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure we could have done that internally. Or not as quickly or not with such intense intensity of focus. Uh, yeah, that's well put. That's better said. So I'm trying to think of how to advise all the external consultants that might be listening. <laughs> and I think uh, I'll, 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 you know, there's the, the old build trust and create the right chemistry. That's all really important stuff. But I, I think transparency uh, and, and, and being really clear at the outset of what is 
whether it's a project, whether it's a process, what is it that that the customer needs from me? And I think oftentimes that upfront due diligence uh, you pay down the road. And the other thing is come in. Uh, how do I put it? Not with a superior attitude, but as a co-partner partnering expert. And yeah. I would uh, I would suggest that I would love it would have been very different if sometimes the consultant would have said, "Who else should be involved in this?" So they'll understand what I'm doing because sometimes it's just the CEO. Yeah. Yeah. So I. I'm going to end um, at least my comments. Um, I, I had the good fortune, and I can send it to you, Joyce. Uh, uh, Meg Ham, the president of Food Lion, was interviewed uh, by uh, Authority Magazine. I think it's a virtual magazine, and uh, it's about you know uh, the mission of Food Lion, and more importantly, what Meg uh, has created and is doing, and. As I was reading through uh, the interview, there were so many examples where an external consultant had brought new thinking, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 it was in her words. It was in kind of her process. So uh-huh. uh, it's a great article, but it, it really shows me that uh, the value of different voices, different experiences, um, you know, she uses... Uh, uh, proud learner, humble teacher, which comes from you. You were an internal, but uh, yeah. But it, I think we, you know what, we did, I wish I could remember the name. We went to Boston. I brought in um, ODHR, anybody about creating a, nor- a learning organization. Yeah. Now, I don't know how many people. We went to a consulting firm in Boston who had a very unique way of bringing coherence into a group. And we owe it to you <laughs> to give you that name. Do you remember it was during that uh, event? They had wonderful um, visuals and um, support yeah, books. And it was really, a, I want to plug them. They helped galvanize a worldwide group to have yeah. the same attitude. And from that came uh, everyone, a proud, proud learner, humble teacher. <laughs> I can't yeah, yeah. 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 And that learning like was like a virus that we wanted to spread. So we need yeah. to, we need to honor them. That was a great breath of fresh air. I think we should end on that. I want to personally thank every external consultant, advisor, uh, that I've had throughout my career, I I couldn't have I couldn't have made the ride without you. There you go. Me either. I mean, over me and too. out. Bye. <laughs> so whether you're an internal practitioner or an HROD consultant. Uh, We hope you got some good tidbits from today's conversation. And uh, I'm still looking back, I'm amazed what started out as kind of, here's what you have to be worried about, here are the things you need to make sure don't happen, really turned into uh, a tribute and homage to uh, all those people that Joyce and I have hired that not only had a profound impact on our own leadership, but also had a profound impact on our organizations. In gratitude, Bob and Joyce.